Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're continuing to look at Joshua chapter 8. We saw the plan last time for the ambush of the city of Ai. Remember, the Israelites have already failed once to take the city in chapter 7 because of the sin of Achan, and now the Lord is telling them exactly how they are to take the city by ambush. Uh, And in verse 18 and following, we have the results as all the pieces are put into place, and the people of Israel with Joshua from the north have attacked the city of Ai. They have turned and fled from the people of Ai, and the fighting men of Ai and the fighting men of Bethel, who may have come as uh, as help or reinforcements for the people of Ai, are all emptying out of the city, pursuing Joshua and his people. And now in verse 18, we read what happens next. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Stretch out the javelin that is in your hand toward Ai, for I will give it into your hand. So Joshua stretched out the javelin that was in his hand toward the city. And the men in ambush rose quickly from their place. And when he had stretched out his hand, they ran and entered the city and captured it. And they quickly set it on fire. When the men of Ai turned back and looked, behold, the smoke of the city ascended to the sky. And they had no place to flee this way or that. For the people who had been fleeing to the wilderness turned against the pursuers. When Joshua and all Israel saw that the men in ambush had captured the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and slew the men of Ai. And others came out from the city to encounter them so that they were trapped in the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side. And they slew them until no one was left of those who survived or escaped. But they took alive the king of Ai and brought him to Joshua. So again, to recap everything that's happening here, Joshua has taken a large group of people to go out and fight against the people of Ai, probably about 30,000 men or or maybe even more. And they go out and station themselves on the northern side of the city. He sets out about 5,000 men hiding on the western side in a place of ambush. The people of Ai uh, see Israel camped out against them. The king commands his troops. They rise up early in the morning and and empty out of the city uh, to attack Israel. Israel pretends to be defeated, starts to run away, And all of the people that are in the the city of Ai, the fighting men, even some of the perhaps fighting men from Bethel, the text tells us, come out of the city and pursue Joshua so that none of those fighting men are left in the city. The 5,000 warriors then, uh, when Joshua turns and stretches out his javelin, this would have been the sign for them to rise up from their hiding place and set out to enter into the city, they go into the city and set a fire in the city. And so the people, the the fighting men of Ai now are outside to the north, 
fighting against Joshua and his troops, but when they turn back to look at their city, now they see flames. Their city is on fire, and there's nowhere for them to turn. Suddenly, Israel, who has been fleeing, now turns around and starts to fight them again. And furthermore, people of Israel who are inside the city now come out and start to fight with the people of Ai as well. So they're cut off from both sides, trapped in the middle, and uh, being cut down. Uh, Verses 21 and 22 say, uh, When Joshua and all Israel saw the men in ambush had captured the city and the smoke of the city ascended, they turned back and slew the men of Ai. And others came out from the city to encounter them. So they were trapped in the middle of the midst of Israel, some on this side and some on that side, and they slew them until no one was left of those who survived or escaped, but they took alive the king of Ai and brought him to Joshua. Now, I think maybe one of the reasons why the Lord chooses to use this ambush here is to Uh, not only to save face for Israel, you know, Israel had in chapter 7 come up with a small group and attacked the city and been soundly defeated. And so that uh, rumor may have been starting to circulate among some of the Canaanites. But now the Lord is using that defeat to really advance uh, the combat of the people of Israel He has made the king of Ai and his men think that they can defeat Israel pretty quickly and without any problem. And so they become somewhat overconfident and go out and the Lord uses this ambush to come in and destroy them. We're going to see at the beginning of chapter 9 that uh, word about this, not only what happens at Ai, but at Jericho also, spreads throughout the land of Canaan, particularly in the southern territory of Canaan. And so this may have been uh, a way for the, the Israelites' reputation to go out before them, that they had actually used some trickery to make Uh, the king of Ai believed that he could easily defeat Israel, but really uh, they did not uh, have much of a chance and he was uh, defeated by this trick play. I kind of think about a football game here uh, when uh, the coach or the quarterback calls uh, a reverse or a trick play where they uh, start out maybe uh, hiking the football, passing it to one of the running backs, the running back Uh, or handing it off to one of the running backs. The running back begins to run in one direction, but he hands it off to another receiver who goes back the other direction. They get the defense looking to one side of the field, but all of a sudden the ball is moving around to the other side of the field. Might be the same type of an idea here in Joshua chapters 7 and 8, so that the Lord ultimately uses the defeat of Israel at I to create an inroads for them to very quickly and easily take control of the city, set it on fire, and conquer the city of I. Now in verses 24 through 29, we find the results of what happens to the city of I and its king. Verse 24, now it came about when, all, when Israel had finished killing all the inhabitants of Ai in the field in the wilderness where they pursued them, 
And all of them were fallen by the edge of the sword until they were destroyed. Then all Israel returned to Ai and struck it with the edge of the sword. And all who fell that day, both men and women, were 12,000, all the people of Ai. So the entire group of the city, including women and children, everybody was 12,000. Verse 26, For Joshua did not withdraw his hand, with which he stretched out the javelin until he had utterly destroyed all the inhabitants of Ai. Israel took only the cattle and the spoil of the city as plunder for themselves, according to the word of the Lord, which he had commanded Joshua. So Joshua burned Ai and made it a heap forever, a desolation until this day. And he hanged the king of Ai on a tree until evening, and at sunset, Joshua gave command, and they took his body down from the tree and threw it at the entrance of the city gate and raised over it a great heap of stones that stands to this day. Well, what's going on here in these verses? Several things are happening. First of all, we're told the extent of the destruction of the city of Ai and its people. Joshua was going to totally destroy the entirety of the city, both men and women, all the fighting men, and the total number comes to about 12,000. Again, we've pointed this out several times, uh, but in chapter 7, Joshua initially only sends at the report of the spies and their suggestion only 3,000 men uh, to take out the city of Ai, and there are over 12,000 in this city. So even if there's only 2,500 or 3,000 fighting men in the city of Ai, there's still a lot of other people for two or 3,000 Israelites to try to totally destroy. So the Lord's wisdom is displayed in this chapter in knowing exactly how many people of the nation need to go up and what they are to do. So these men and women all fall uh, before Joshua and the people of Israel. Joshua totally destroys the inhabitants of Ai. They took, Israel took, in verse 27, the cattle and the spoil of that city as plunder for themselves, according to the word of the Lord, which he had commanded Joshua. Remember, Achan, in the last chapter, had taken some of the items that were devoted to destruction. If he had only waited, he could have had some of these, uh, the great plunder from the city of Ai that they were able to take livestock uh, and uh, other things from the city here. Joshua burns the city of Ai. There are, I, I mentioned this before, only three cities in the book of Joshua that are spoken of as specifically as being destroyed. The city of Jericho, the city of Ai here, and in chapter 11, we will find out the city of Hatzor was burned by Joshua. This is archaeologically significant because at whichever site we, is determined to be the site of Ai, we should look for a burn layer to date somewhere around 1400 BC and uh, expect to find a destruction level by fire there. Uh, at Tel, uh, by the way, interestingly, several archaeologists have excavated there and have 
determined to show that there is not much of any destruction occurring around 1400, no, no burning that took place there, but at Kerbet el Makader, uh, just a ways away, uh, evidence of destruction by fire dating right around to the 1400 uh, era. What about the destruction of the king of Ai, his hanging on a tree? Verse 28, uh, Joshua burned Ai, made it a heap forever, desolation until this day, and he hanged the king of Ai on a tree until evening. And at sunset, Joshua gave command, and they took his body down from the tree and threw it at the entrance of the city gate and raised over it a great heap of stones that stands to this day. What is significant about these acts to the king of the city of Ai? Well, I think we can infer a couple of things here. First of all, this is sort of done because the king is representative of, of the city. So Joshua hanging the king of Ai on a tree is in fulfillment of some of the uh, things that Moses had instructed them to do yeah, back in the book of Deuteronomy. Moses had also given instructions that they were not to uh, leave anyone hanging overnight, but were to cut them down uh, before uh, sunset in the evening, and Joshua obeys that to a T here with the king of Ai. He would have been uh, hung like this as a representation of the conquest of the city of Ai, and then thrown down at the entrance to the city and to the, to the gate itself, and a stone mound heaped up over him to testify to the conquest of the city by the Lord. We can also infer from what's said earlier in the chapter that Joshua would have done a similar thing to the king of Jericho, even though it's not explicitly said in Joshua chapter 6 when we read about the destruction of the city there. We also see that this was a, a practice that they followed. We'll see this used in Joshua chapter 10 uh, once again with some of the conquest of the southern uh, kings in Canaan. And so this was an act that uh, recurred over and over again and re-emphasized uh, the conquest of the city by the Lord, that the Lord is the one who had done this and that the king and its city was soundly defeated. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit Emmaus.edu partner.